And then I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to get strong and I'm not going to let you tell me (laughs) that I can't have more muscle. Welcome to Valkyrie Garage, celebrating female strength. Rachel Carrillo may have won 2019's California's Strongest Woman in the Masters Lightweight Division, but she uses duct tape for protection from Atlas stones, and she's never touched tacky. Before Rachel became a CrossFit Regional Games athlete in her late 30s, she actually started out as an elite artistic roller skater, traveling the world performing with a roller dance troupe. If you think stone loading is hard, try a pair's quadruple lateral twist, Okay. She owns a strongman and CrossFit gym where she's forging strong people and training to become the world's strongest woman. She's also a mom. She's a cat mom. And she's a person who can make Forever 21 look like a million dollars after taxes. She might look like a centerfold, but she's about the hardest core human being I've ever spoken to. I just love being in this woman's presence. And I know you will too. Here we go. Tell me about yourself and tell me about your mission. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, Well, uh, right now at this time, I'm doing Strongman. I'm really excited about it. It's such a great sport. The community has been really welcoming. Uh, My background is from uh, doing CrossFit. And I I ended up starting CrossFit kind of later in life in my late 30s. And um, I ended up still doing well and actually getting to the regionals at one point. And then um, after that, I was, I I really like all the different sports that you can do in CrossFit. So I I wanted to master Olympic lifting. So I took lessons. I stopped doing CrossFit. I needed to just focus on my lifts and perfecting them. And I I really love the challenge of that. Uh, Okay. My mission is pretty intense. I know it sounds it sounds ridiculous, but I actually, when I turned 40, you know, I'm going through all these revelations of being like this mature woman. And I decided what are my goals from from age 40 to 50? What, what do I want to do with this person that I am? What am I going to do? And um, a lot of my goals obviously are physical because I've always been, you know, really into being athletic. So I want to do a couple things between the age 40 and 50. One of them is I want to be one of the strongest 40-year-old women, natural women in the world. Wow. So I was thinking, what can I do? What, what can I possibly do to earn that title? And so in my head, I was thinking, okay, I need to set the world record in the snatch and the clean and jerk for the 40 to 45 age group or the, you know, once I'm 45 to, to 50. Um, and so that was something I was working on in my 30s, the 35 to 40. I ended up missing the lift and not getting the record. Um, so I was thinking, okay, now that I'm 40, it might be a little bit easier, but obviously harder and uh, on my joints. But <laughs> Um, I was thinking that would give me kind of this quasi title of being the strongest person in their forties at this time or whatever. Awesome. So, but then I thought about it more and then I was like, wait a minute, this strong man thing. They always say when you win a strong man competition, you are the strongest. So, so I was like, wait a minute. I want, that's what I want people to say. I want people to say that I'm the strongest person in the age of 40 to 45. 
so it was like an epiphany. I was like, wait a minute, let me just get into to this thing. And I've always felt like I'm naturally strong at picking up weird stuff. So like not a barbell. I've always had to learn like technique and stuff and hard work. But for me, it was like I always I could pick up some large trunk and like throw it on top of the the bed of a truck and no problem when I'm pregnant. So I was like, this is like the perfect sport for me because I have this weird odd strength that that doesn't take a uh, I mean, there's a lot of techniques to strongman. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but that's the learning now so i'm able to take kind of my natural born strength and like develop it and i'm hoping to get the title the world's strongest 40 to 45 year old <laughs> at one point you know i'm 41 so i got a couple years we'll wow see. oh i have no doubt there's no doubt in my mind that that title is yours <laughs> so you said you were always strong like how did you get into how did you become an athlete and then how did you get into strength sports Okay, this is one thing um, that I usually do not tell people because I'm kind of, I don't know why, but I get embarrassed of it because it's so unusual. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you all because I told you I was going to tell you all. Yes. So, <laughs> so um, my mother put me in artistic roller skating when I was three. No way. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. I dated the guy who did that, so I actually know what you're talking about. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, but you have to explain what this is for people who have not dated a guy who did this, because it's crazy. People don't realize that people actually, you know, it's a sport. The sport of roller skating, and and we do jumps, and it's just like ice skating. And, and you, you know, you throw the triple lutz, and you, you do the flying camel spin and all that you do that stuff on the quads, the four roller skates. And so there was a roller rink down the street house when I was little and they had a daycare and my mom would just drop me and my brother off when we would skate through all the sessions. Then we do the, the practice. We were kind of poor and that was like the perfect daycare for, for my mom to let us do something fun. And then I actually got really serious and competed all the way until I was 18, so I skated, you know, for 15 years of practice, five hours a day, six days a week, and then um, I, I was uh, a Paris skater too, so I had a Paris partner, and um, we were the first people to actually land in practice the quadruple, triple, triple, the quadruple lateral twist, mm -hmm. so we were super um competitive as a child and um you know it was do or die it was a, you know it was a roller rink but you know it was do or die for us and you know I had to land my jumps and I had a lot of pressure and competing and all of that so that's how it started and then I went on tour with a um roller dance company so right out of high school for seven years I got to tour the world shut up this is I'm the not coolest kidding. thing I've ever heard. And picturing like <laughs> Olivia Newton John and Xanadu, like all those <laughs> fantasies coming true. That was that was the truth. That was absolutely the truth. I wore these flowing dresses and you know put my big old makeup face on and just dance around the stages of Europe <gasps> and China and you know all over the, the United States and stuff. So that was uh, a great blessing that I got being that. I didn't go to college. I just went on tour 
as a roller dancer. That <laughs> so, is so awesome. Yeah, it was great experiences. Um, and then after that, I really didn't know kind of what to do with my life except to get into fitness and weight loss. And I've always had to watch my my weight getting in these tight white leotards, right. you know, and I, um, I actually was always on like all these different types of diets and, um, just, you know, through, um, high school through like my early twenties, just, I couldn't figure it out. I was on the high carb diet. I would eat like, uh, I would eat, um, metrics bars when they came out and, and that's what I would eat. Just, I would eat a little piece every hour and it was just like (laughs) weird, but, um, so I, drove myself into fitness and I became a trainer and I learned from trainers and I just wanted to learn everything I possibly could to kind of straighten out my eating so that I wasn't, you know, just a mess, um, starving myself, overeating, doing all that stuff that, that young women do. And I wanted to figure out a way to do it the right way. And so that's how I got into fitness. And it's been obviously a long journey there as well. Wow. And then how'd you get from there to like owning your own CrossFit gym and doing what you do now? (laughs) Um, yes. Um, so, so what happened from there, so you're getting my whole life story now. So what happened there is I, um, started dabbling into triathlon. And so, I became really obsessed because I thought that was the answer to I came became obsessed with running and that I was going to run all the, that sugar off and I was going to be skinny. And, you know, even though I've always been thin for me, it just wasn't thin enough, you know, mm-hmm. so I and I was running off that bad diet. So but at the same time, I was highly competitive and I was going to do anything to win. So I so I um, did Ironman. I did the long distance triathlons. I did marathons. I did ultra running. I ran like 75 miles around a track one day, like just insane stuff. Um, but you know, meanwhile, that's building my leg strength. That's building my body as much as it was also very abusive and hard. It also was building like this incredible base in my body that, you know, from years and years of skating for hours and, and then, you know, running on hills for hours and just building up like this toughness, mental toughness. So I'm very grateful for my journey. After um, triathlon, I, I had a baby. Uh-huh. I got married, had a baby. And I realized that I could not spend eight hours training on the weekends because I had a baby. Yeah. So I got into weightlifting because I thought, now this is not the truth, but I thought that I could be competitive in weightlifting if I just spent an hour at the gym. So I would try to fit it into an hour and I just, uh, you know, I advanced in my my weightlifting, but then I realized, okay, I do need to dedicate more if I'm going to be good at this. So so that's kind of where I came from as, is that. And then I became a personal trainer, as I, I told you, and then I got hired at a gym and I was like, why am I working for someone? Why don't I just start my own gym? And because I felt like I wanted to do it my way. I, I felt like I had enough knowledge to, 
to do things my way as, as opposed to having uh, a boss tell me how to train people. And I was like, wait a minute, I know a lot of stuff at this point and I, I thought it was time to start owning a gym. So I've actually owned a gym for, it's been uh, about 13 years now. So I've, I've jumped around owning different businesses, but now it's come, come into having my own CrossFit gym named Divinity CrossFit. So cool. And how do you, how did you land on that name? What does it mean? Oh, wow. That's a good question. So there's, oh my gosh, there's such a good backstory to it. <laughs> so I'm not going to give you all the gossip, but maybe one day, but, um, I ended up getting a divorce and so separating my business from my, my ex-husband and then, um, Che Merrill, who's my business partner and co-owner of CrossFit Divinity. She um, went through a divorce as well. And, and so we kind of um, were just looking for a place for us to do what we do and then, and be in a safe place. And, and uh, we had to separate our businesses from each, our husbands and we just joined forces and it just worked. And we, um, we built our gym now called Divinity. And of course the name has, you know, God inspired and uh, we feel like it's like a uh, God inspired strength is what, how we interpret the word divinity because we, there was no way that we weren't brought together through some kind of higher being to kind of save us and give us a safe place for us to start our own business and be on our own after, after, you know, kind of a, a two broken marriages. So um, it's kind of a divine intervention, if you might wow, say. Wow, what a great story. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to go back to something you said about like kind of learning how to take care of yourself and learning how to go from training in a way that was like, you use the word abusive, I think, to yourself to, you know, something that's more healthy. How did you, kind? was there a point where you transitioned from being able to be, uh, from being really hard on yourself with eating and training to like doing your eating and training in a way that became more loving to yourself? Yes. I mean, it's been, it's been a long journey and you know what? I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to love myself and train, train myself in a way that is, is not, trying to abuse myself people see my videos and they see but all I do is like edit the clips of where I'm working hard but there is so much time where I'm actually just trying to perfect my lifts and I'm not just trying to beat myself into the ground and and I used to do that I it was like I was punishing myself and I'm just not good enough and I gotta train harder and 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 there is a little bit of truth to that and being a winner mm-hmm. but but there's also that point where when you learn to um, train to also love your body and, and become this healthy being, it actually pays back way better than abusing your body. So I, I'm actually reaping those rewards in this past couple of years because I actually would never do much self-care. Um, I would just, it was like two a days. I would do two a day training days. And I, uh, you know, I would, I would allow a little bit of time for stretching and, and taking care of myself only because I was practically hurt right. and in pain. So, okay, now I got to do something, but you know, I have limited time as well. So if I only have two and a half hours that was like my, 
my time for myself or, or even just two hours or an hour and a half, you know, you, I thought that I had to fill that entire hour and a half, two hours of just like going hard every second of the day. And I realized that now I actually flipped that. I do more time actually stretching and mobilizing and working on technique than I do the hard stuff. And my body has responded awesome. Like I, I put 20 pounds on all my lifts, which is really hard to do when you already have heavy lifts. And, and it was, and I didn't get stronger. I actually just became, was able to move better because I was taking care of my body and I was eating better and I was, you know, thinking of positive ways as opposed to, yeah, I was, I am a little <laughs> high, high strung. Mm -hmm. So when I say I'm going to win something, it's like, I got to beat myself into winning as opposed to now it's like, now it's this, this beautiful journey of like, yeah, I'm becoming stronger and I'm, and I'm helping myself to be healthier at the end, as opposed to walking around, you know, with my crooked neck. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's oh, such an aha. I, I, that's actually never even occurred to me that you would add weight to your lifts by moving better instead of just adding muscle. That's the first time I've ever even heard of that. And it makes so much sense, but it makes sense. But I've had people tell me this. I've had very intelligent coaches tell me this before for many years. I didn't want to listen. It was my way. I'm going to do it the hard way, you know. And, and finally, I just took, took the time to really, like, fix my body and find spots in my body that were, you know, just hard as a rock and couldn't be stretched. And I couldn't get my arms straight over my head to do the press and and all this stuff. And so I realized I, I took a chance. I took a chance. I decided I can't work out unless I spend an hour of mobilizing and getting my body in a, in a good state before I train. So it's almost like I, here I found another way to punish myself, but only with good things. So, so if I go into the gym and I did not do my proper cool down after my workout, then I don't get to work out. It's like I treat myself like a child. You don't get to work out because you didn't do your mobility. So then I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to do my mobility. I got to take care of my body. So then I have to do it. And then I get the reward of working out. So brilliant. <laughs> I figured out a way to convince myself. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, yes. so you mentioned being a mom. Tell me about how being strong shapes how you show up as a woman and Especially, I'm curious, you know, how that's evolved from when you were a dancer uh, and skater. And then also, like, how you parent. Like, what is strength? What role does strength play in all that? Oh, you know, it's it's been tough, I'll say. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, like, talk too much about it. But, you know, sometimes we make poor choices and, and, and our mates are, are, you know, our boyfriends and and, and young women make those choices as well. And I, I've made those bad choices. And the problem was, is I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about doing things for myself. I, I was thinking about pleasing a man with the way my body looked or, uh, oh, my man likes him thin and, and likes him with less muscle or you know, to keep me, you know, in this, in this category. Mm -hmm. And I would do it. I would do whatever it took to kind of please that other person. And it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to be free to, to, to lift and, and 
I, I knew my body was capable of these great things. I could see the potential, but I, I would always hold back because I was worried that I would look too big or, you know, I would be too strong and unattractive. And, and I, I think all, all these women in these, in these strong sports have dealt with this and I, I've dealt with it as well. And then I just came to a realization. It was literally overnight. Something happened that was kind of traumatizing to me in my relationship. And then I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to get strong. And I'm not going to let you tell me <laughs> that I can't have more muscle. And so, and that's what I did. I walked right into a CrossFit gym and an Olympic lifting gym. And I said, I want to learn to lift. And, and, and my, my daughter's only been around me since I've been that way, since I've always been this lifter and I've been strong. So she, she didn't know me previously, uh -huh. but I definitely ingrain those thoughts in my kid's head. I, I, I constantly, if she, she'll say a comment about like, so-and-so doesn't like this or so-and-so that doesn't like that. I said, don't you, don't you worry about what they like. You are going to be you and you are going to be strong. You're going to be mentally strong. You're going to be physically strong and you don't let anyone tell you how to live your life. So oh. I'm having those conversations with, you know, a four-year-old, but I've been, <laughs> I, I've been making sure that she doesn't have to go through um, all the insecurity that I went through. And she's a tough little cookie. I mean, I think I made her a little bit too strong. <laughs> Well, that really preaches what you just said. And I'm sure just having you around as an example is going to totally change the game for her. I mean, imagine I what's going to so. be possible for her. I hope so. So she's, yeah, she's starting from a healthy, healthy mental position. So that's, um, that's awesome. I'm excited for her. Wow. I love that moment. I'm picturing you storming into the gym and being like, train me, damn it. I'm ready to get big. So... <laughs> Have you seen that moment spark for other women? And tell me about training other women, um, you know, as a coach and as a trainer, like, how do you see women flipping that switch on and what changes? Well, it's definitely very common and, and women, you know, there's been a change in society where it's, it's cool to be strong for women, but yeah, of course there is still, still, um, you know, the, I would say the ignorant people that still oppress women mm -hmm. and, um, and, and convince them that they need to, to remain weak. And, um, but things have, have changed. And, but I do encounter a lot of clients that I have. Um, they come in, you know, they, they're poss possibly overweight. They work the nine to five job. They're a mom, they're exhausted. Um, and as they stick to it, program and I, I try to convince them how important it is that they take time for themselves and they, they because they will be a better better wife, better better mother, a better at work. And so when they stick to that program and they start seeing results and they always do because with a training program you're, you're supposed to see see results yep. and as they start seeing results that they've stuck to it, they start realizing their potential as a woman. And, and, and it's breaking all of these, you know, these walls that they had up that they thought were impossible. Oh, it's just, 
they, they might assume that so-and-so is that strong because they were born that way. They don't realize the hard work. And so when they start working hard and they start seeing like, oh my God, look at, look at what I can do. Look at the power that I have as, and with my body. And then it crosses over to also their mind because their mind didn't believe they can do it. But now, now they are believing in themselves and they feel confident in themselves. And it's not like they feel confident in themselves because now they're skinny enough to get into a size two. It's not, it's not like that for, for my clients. They're feeling confident and proud because they, they accept their bodies and they're proud of their bodies for the fact that they can do something amazing. They can now deadlift 150 pounds when they could barely lift 30 pounds when they walked in. And so, so that, so just that, just being able to do even certain lifts or being able to do a pull up, it becomes more about, but wow, look, I'm, I'm, I I don't know if I can cuss in this, I'm, I'm a bad ass woman. And, and so I, I love that. I have this one power lifter um, that I'm working with. And, and so her mantra before she takes the bar is I'm the baddest bitch in the gym yes. is what she tells me. I love she, that. she told me that's what she says to herself. And I think that's so freaking rad. And so every time she's about to go on the platform, I always look at her. I'm like, you're the baddest bitch in the gym. Yes. The baddest bitch. Get out there and do that lift. And um, it's just amazing to watch um, their progression and watch how they change and how proud the- they are of, themse- of themselves and uh, and guide them in the-, in the correct way as opposed to starvation and and trying to get into that dress size. They're just more proud of their being and, and who they are, their-, their capabilities. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> It is good. <laughs> well, tell me who inspires you. Who do you look up to? Who's doing cool stuff, you know, that you think gets you fired up to reach for more? You know, I know I was looking at, at that question that you sent mm-hmm. over that, that questions. And I was like, you know what? I don't have a specific person, but uh, there's so there's so many people that inspire me. And it's like, First, I would like to say that the people that inspire me are the most are my own clients because I see them day in, day out. They, they're doing what I, what I tell them to do and they're sticking to it and they're changing their lives and they're changing their mental status. And that, that inspires me because then I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I, I messed up today. I'm seeing so-and-so do so well. And it's inspiring me as well because the, the athletes that inspire me the most are definitely, I have to say, sorry guys, but the women that have kids and have a full-time job and somehow, some way they are finding that hour, hour and a half to take care of themselves, not just take care of themselves, but also get themselves to an event that took so much effort for them to get to. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll use an example as Natalie, who I met, uh, who is the reigning national champion of the, of uh, the master strong woman. I met her at, at the last event and, you know, I'm on, on her Instagram and, you know, she has kids she has a husband. She, ha- you know, she has stuff. To- she has to redecorate her backyard. She has to go to work. Yeah, I know. I know you know because you've been on her ground. Yes. But, and, and then she's going in and she's training for two hours and just 
she's, you know, she has these goals and it's just, she's doing all this amazing stuff. Those are the type of people that inspire me, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm sorry to the 20 year old who, you know, still live with their parents and are, are still, uh, you know, great. You're awesome. You're fantastic. You're, you're stronger than me, that you're faster than me. That's fantastic. I'm proud of you. But like that, the people that, you know, are paying their bills and, and, you know, struggling, but somehow find a way to still compete. I mean, that's, that's blows me away. And that's who I want to be with. And that's who's inspired me to do the yeah. same. You know what I, the only other thing that really is, uh, I'm passionate about is I'm passionate about giving my child a good life so in within my life and all these things uh i'm passionate about making those moments between me and my daughter um special are you still am i still there um so i know it sounds i mean it sounds boring i guess because i i wanted to say like oh i want to you know help with the poor, you know, in other countries or something, but I do, but, but mainly it's like, you know, I had this kid, this beautiful, beautiful daughter I was blessed with. And it's my responsibility to make sure that she's enjoys her life. So that's my, my first passion. <laughs> and then, uh, everything else is just supporting that. Yeah. Yep. I feel you. <laughs> well, what other, Good. Yes, we're agreed on that. What other areas are you interested in building or developing like business goals, personal goals? What's on the horizon for you? Oh, I have so many secret ideas. (laughs) Well, you don't have to spill any secrets if you don't want to, but. Yes, yes, yes. I have these ideas. I have all these fantasies about having, I can tell you what it is. It's definitely about a uh, a gem ideas. I want to be able to provide a really cool place to get people to come to the gym and feel like it's their, their place, their home to, um, to exercise and, and get the correct knowledge, um, behind their fitness and, and not just kind of just be walking around wondering what they're doing. But I, I really want a good, good coaching. I want a, a exciting, pumped, good energy place. And of course, I got a bunch of spins on what I want to do with that to make it that kind of place. And then, um, yeah, I just, I have, I, I have gym ideas. I, I, I really would like to own multiple gyms. I have one now. I would like to have multiple gyms and, and do also uh, fitness camps and, and make it like a journey, like a trip to, um, to come and train and, and learn about fitness and health and, and strongman and all these different kinds of um, lifting. It's just such a beautiful thing that we have so many different ways to move our body and we're not stuck in, in, you know, the global gym doing these machines and stuff. So I really wanted to get creative and, and, um, and use these ideas. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm still working on this first gym and, um, my plans are to, to, um, expand and, and make it, um, make it epic is what I would say. Okay. I want to come train at this place. (laughs) 
you can come anytime you has want. your community been how have they responded to you adding more strongman seminars and just strongman like implements and all that into the programming at crossfit divinity oh well that's the thing because we um me and che uh received the gym or bought the gym from uh a a strong man, a well-known strong man. He had a strong fit gym. He's, he now does just seminars, but he sold the gym to Che. Okay. And, um, and then I came in as a partner later and the whole gym had these very special implements, um, strong man implements, um, at our gym already. So we have these really huge sleds that are, fr- they're also, they're sleds, they're frames. They can be um, dragged across the parking lot. They can be pulled. They can, we can hook it up to a harness. Um, we get really creative. So we've always had a strong man flair on our gym. Um, the prospect came in later, um, later on. So we've always just started with, with that. And we have, we already had stones. Um, I was, when I moved into the gym, I brought the CrossFit over and CrossFit uses a lot of strong man's um, implements in their, in their training. So it was like perfect, but I would say that our gym has always had a very strong, um, strong, strong man program. (laughs) (laughs) We have very cool equipment that was already came with the gym. So yes. And now we're stepping it up a notch for sure. We definitely, after that competition I did with Christy, um, the California's uh, Strongest Woman, uh, we just kind of just stepped up our game because we're so excited about the community and and just learning more as a coach as well. I had the basic knowledge, but, but now I just want to take it to another level. And so I can bring that to my clients in the gym and, and they're, they're pretty freaking pumped about it too. Yeah, I have to imagine they're loving it. They are. They they love all the extra knowledge too. So we've been having um, different people come, like Mike Gonzalez, uh, California's um, strong strong man. That I think that is his um, handle on Instagram, and he's been coming in and just coaching some of our people. We also have um, Thomas Miller, Thomas the Tank, so and he came in. He's so good. And um, giving us uh, all those tips that we have. So we're just trying to create a place of, of wealthy knowledge of strong men at our place. And so we're going to keep doing these seminars and, and having uh, guest strong men over to our gym. We need a, a good woman. Who should we, who should we? Um, uh, I have, Ooh, I have ideas. So I love um, Emily Stanwick from Deuce Gym in Venice. Yes, I got to oh, meet her. I met yeah, her. you you have I to meet her. She's she's so fun. She was a guest on this podcast. Um, she got me into training strongman. She's as tall no. as me. Um, she's like she's just totally fierce. But she runs a program over there called Strongman One Hundred One. Okay, so if somebody is um just trying to get stronger, but they don't know where to start, which I'm sure is where a lot of people begin their journey when they walk through your doors. Like, how do you kind of ease them in? What would be your advice? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think, 
Um, a lot of people could be super intimidated. Um, I mean, they also see some, I've had people say like, I can't do what you're doing. And, and I, I'm like, first of all, <laughs> you can do what I'm doing. Um, we just need to start you at day one, you know? So it's like one day at a time. And I know it can be intimidating to walk into a place where there's some people that are already lifting heavy, but we have, we have people that come in and have never lifted anything in their life. And really the key to success is first you got to get your butt through the door. <laughs> and that takes a lot of, a lot of guts, a lot of, a lot of balls. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> it's, but it's true. Um, to, to just start, to just go in there, humble yourself and go, Hey, I'm ready to start my journey today. And I know it can be intimidating, but I'm just going to do it. And so you, you got to get yourself through the door and then you got to make sure you, you are surrounded by people who are encouraging and uh, the communities, um, at that gym is, is going to help you to flourish. And then it's really the, the job of the, the person who has the goal to get stronger to just be consistent. Mm. I mean, it takes time. And so the problem is, is if you start and you're like gun ho and you go too hard because you want to be great now, that's not the best way to attack it. What it needs to be is a lifestyle. I know it sounds cliche, but, uh, it needs to be a lifestyle. So when you've decided that this is what you're going to do, you need to decide that you're going to do this, maybe not strong, man, but you're going to take care of your body and you're going to exercise your body for the rest of your life from this day yeah. on. And so actually I had a kind of interesting thing I wanted to tell you is I did that same thing because after I, I went on tour with the, the skating troupe, when I was younger, I came back and in between jobs, I didn't have anything to do. Um, so I, I really started drinking. I started doing drugs and, um, I knew that I needed a change in my life. I needed to, to find, uh, a different outlet because I had so all this energy. I just want, if I didn't, wasn't focused on something, something healthy and good for my body, I was going to go the other way. So, one day I actually hired a trainer. I could barely afford him, but I hired a trainer in my twenties and, um, and the guy, um, was a uh, very cool, but one thing he, he did for me was he, he said, promise yourself that you will exercise at least one day every week for the rest of your life. And so I did. I promised her. I said, this said, that's it. I'm done with a yo-yo. I'm not going to go and join a gym and then quit and then join a gym and then quit and then join a gym. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just promise myself that I am going to find time for exercise every week for the rest of my life. So since I was 20 years old, I had found the time. Even if I was sick, I was like, I have to stick to my goal. So if I, I was even sick all week, I would get my shoes, tennis shoes on. And I, of course I couldn't make it to the gym. I'd put my tennis shoes on and I would just run down the street or I'd power walk down the street and I would be like, okay, I didn't miss a week. So I have not missed a week of exercising my body at least once a week since I was 20 years wow. old. So that is one of those things that I, I tell, tell my clients. It's like, you need to make that commitment to yourself and that consistency is the absolute key to success. 
it doesn't pay off in one year either. I mean, it pays off a little bit, but it pays off five to 10 years later. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, I hate to say, say it's going to take that long, but, but, it, but to be as strong as I am or, or someone else who at this age in their forties, it didn't, we didn't start yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't start like six months ago. We all started our fitness journey like 20 years ago. So, and that's fine. Someone can start it at 40 mm-hmm. too. You just have to commit between 40 to 60. You're not going to miss a week and you're going to focus on it for as part of your life. And then you will be so surprised at how you are and how fit you are and how healthy you are. You'll probably be way healthier in your sixties than you are in your forties, just because you made that commitment. Wow. Yeah. That's definitely my goal. Yay. (laughs) Watch out for me when I'm 60. Well, I got, I'm, you've got like, uh, I guess I just turned 39. So you've got about two years on me, but so I'm coming for you around the sixties. I don't think I'll catch you in our forties, but maybe by our sixties, I'll have a chance. I see a California's strongest woman in her sixties. Oh my God. Well, I want to talk about some, some more fun and frivolous things. So tell me about how you find clothes. You always look awesome on the gram. Like what brands work for you as a woman with muscles? How do you find clothes? What are your favorite uh, little pieces? Tell me everything. So cute. You would ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God, how do I answer that? Okay, listen. Um, I mean, I am simple. I'm a simple lady. <laughs> I wear, I wear, um, sweatpants. I'm wearing sweatpants right now and a cutoff shirt. Okay. Cause I went to the gym and I was training some people, but most of the day I am in my workout clothes or I'm in something casual. So yes, I love the pretty things. I love the dresses and all that stuff. And, and it is very hard to find clothes for someone with the back that I have. (laughs) I cannot zip my back into an extra large, but yeah, my waist is like a size two. Wow. So it's like, I, I can't wear anything that has a zipper and I can't wear anything that's not stretchable. Because all those different spots that are bigger and other spots that are smaller than the normal person or the non-athletic person. So my game plan has always been, first of all, it has to be stretchy. Second, the less clothes, the better. I'm sorry. I'm just going to admit it because, I mean, if I, I have these big shoulders and I have this big back. If I wear like a long sleeve and I try to cover that, I got these traps too. If I cover it up, I'm going to look like a large woman. So if I show it, I'm also going to look like a large woman. (laughs) But at least you know why I'm large. Because I have big muscles. And I'm damn proud. So Yes, and you get to bless the rest of us with your gorgeous back and all of that situation. Oh, you're so sweet. I definitely do scare, scare people you know, that certain type of person down the street, they, you know, they, they might say comments and stuff, but you know what? I, I am loud and proud and, and I am who I am. And I usually, I, I, I am mostly the kind of person that does not cover up mainly because I can't fit into anything. And second, because if it's a stretchy little tank top, then 
then it will go over the top of my traps. <laughs> okay, I have to ask because anybody, do, do people ever ask you that question? Do you work out? Oh, it's so annoying. I have guys, you know, like, how much do you bench? Right. Really? Well, I love the do you work out because it's like, no, I just, I just, not, I just woke up like this. Like, I have no idea. I've never touched a weight before. I, I don't know. <laughs> That is so hilarious. Yeah, I, I do get that. It's like, oh, I, I just sit there and I roll my eyes. Of course I work out. Are you crazy? <laughs> As you know, it's taken 45 years now. Do you have eyes, sir? <laughs> it's so hilarious. I know how men react. But you know what? It's like, I have a, a little info on that. For me, it's like, I'm living to my full potential athletically, you know, and I, I want to turn to them and say, well, you just haven't reached your potential as a human being yes. yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is so mean. Oh, I'll, I'll try not to say that. I, that's I'm how I use that. I'm looking for an opportunity to use that possibly in a professional context. <laughs> I think that's going to be very it's useful. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I mostly shop at. Um, back on the other subject, but yes, I I mostly, sh- I I go to Target. Um, I shop at Target, right. and then and then I go to Forever Twenty One. You know, I know it's for people that are are younger, but I'm still waiting around for that Forever Forty One store, but it's never coming. So I'm stuck over there. Yes, you make it work. You make it all look fantastic. <laughs> Oh, you're very sweet. Thank you. So do you have, what's your go-to like power look? Like, are you just all about the stretchy gym clothes or are there moments like if you want to just bring your A game and like own a room, do you have a look that kind of makes you maximum Rachel, whether that's like a blazer or a dress or is it, is it, is it going to be gym wear? Oh no, it's not gym wear. I love to get dressed up. I just, I, you know, I don't know what it is, but I haven't been asked on a date, except I have a boyfriend now, but I haven't been asked on a date for two years. Literally, I'm like, hello, is there something wrong I here? I don't believe and- you. That is a lie. No, I got, I've been waiting around for someone to ask me on a date. And finally, I was like, I had it. I'm going to ask someone else. So, so I got lucky and I got a boyfriend, but, but literally for two years, I, I have not gone out, but I have. I have a closet full of very stretchy, stretchy, tight dresses. They're just the cheap, like cotton ones that cost me like $10. But it's, I like, you know, right above the knees. So it's not showing too much and it's nice and form fitting. So you can still see your obliques through your dress and it's simple. And then of course you got to put on those strappy shoes and I, I like to do up the hair. I like to do something fancy and crazy with the hair. So because I, I usually just look like a mess. So if I do get asked out or I get taken out, I do I do kind of go crazy. In fact, I have people that when I show up to wherever it is, the dinner that we're, we're going to, people look at me like, why am I so overdressed? But it's like, honey, I don't have this opportunity all the time. Yeah. So. I'm going to do it up. So, and I like to feel good um, about how, how I'm dressed and stuff. So I don't spend a lot of money and I'm not into the materialistic things, but 
there's a way to find something that looks good for you and then you feel confident and good about yourself i love the sound of this look i want to i want to see post pictures (laughs) of one of these outfits next time you go out okay i will i I want to see these (laughs) okay so speaking of obliques how do you eat for performance and aesthetics you talked about like eating the metrics bars back in the day like how uh, what's your eating style like now? How do you feel for performance? What's kind of a day in the life of eating for you? Girl, I'm a mess. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I kind of am because it's really hard for me to meal prep. I I work um, like eight, eight to 10 hour days. I work every single day. And I have my daughter five days out of the week. And then so... I, Sob story short, uh, it's really hard for me to prepare, but I do my best. And that's the thing is I signed up for the lightweight division. And of course, I'm 5'8". So fitting into uh, to that weight class is really tough for me. So I have a competition coming up. So I got to watch what I eat. So honestly, I'm going to tell you the mm-hmm. truth. I am not perfect. I am not perfect. I enjoy drinking lots of wine. I'm just going to admit that to you, but, but my success right now is because I have not had any wine. I'm I'm lying to you because someone bought me a bottle of wine and one night I ended up drinking it, but I have not really reached out to, to buy, going to the store and buying wine in the past two months. And I have lost six pounds without changing my diet. So come to find out I've been feeding myself this like nutrient less um alcohol and it's not hasn't been helping my performance or my body and it's not healthy to not go and do this and um i'm losing the weight is just slowly falling off and um so yeah i didn't answer your question correctly i just wanted to tell you about the wine because i'm craving Ah. it right now that's a great discovery (laughs) though okay so these days fueling for performance looks like off the sauce off the sauce. Yes. Thank you. Off the sauce. But yes, um, I do, um, I do eat pretty healthy in general. This is the thing, hon. I am not addicted to food anymore. I had an addiction to food. I feel like a lot of people, almost everyone has an addiction to food in some way. And yeah, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to the wine and sometimes I get addicted to the chocolate and it's an addiction uh, in either way, some people it could be dessert. They're they're addicted to sweets. They're addicted, and it is an addiction. And so, I have actually figured out a way to mentally talk myself out of being addicted to food. So I don't eat a lot. I try. I sometimes I skip meals, and then I realize realize, oh my gosh, I have to train, so I should have ate. So. My meals really look like maybe a half a cup of rice and then like four ounces of meat and then I'm avocado crazy. So I'll eat like an entire avocado and then I have to like, I have to squirt the sriracha all over it because I like it to burn the heck out of my mouth. (laughs) Yes. And so that looks like a normal meal for me. I actually will eat the same thing for breakfast Mm -hmm. and for dinner. I usually kind of cut the carbs and I just do um, the meat and vegetables. If, if I'm being good, I will throw the broccoli in there. But um, 
yeah, I'm not perfect, but it seems to work for me. And as long as I just stay away from like the sugary foods, I actually um, am pre-diabetic. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm pre. Yeah. So I have, I have a six pack and I'm pre-diabetic. It doesn't make sense. My body has a hard time uh, uh, processing sugar. So I have to be careful and I don't eat a lot. So, you know, it's, that helps, but I think the wine was really contributing to that. So, so we'll see. I'm actually going to go get a blood test and see if I, I bettered myself, but at the same time, it's, it's definitely partially genetic. So, um, I just have to try harder than the average person to kind of keep my body, um, healthy. So, wow. Yeah. Crazy. That's so nuts. So how did you get from addicted to food to like not addicted to food? I've done, it's been a long, long journey. It's been a long journey. I've never been like seriously overweight, but I've been toying I, uh, with food has always been um, an issue in my twenties because of the pressure to be thin and, and skating and, and being in shows and stuff, uh, roller skating shows. So it's been a pressure to stay thin. And I just didn't, as I told you, I didn't know how to do it. Um, and then, um, so what happens is it with most people is like, they end up starving themselves and then they get hungry and then they eat a lot of food. And then, and then I'll, I'll skip, I used to skip, uh, not anymore, but I would skip a meal so that I could have a piece of cake. Oh yeah. Right. right? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Totally. So, so that kind of thinking I've, I used to write in journals. I've, I've, conquered all of that so it's pretty awesome but I used to write in journals and I would write down food logs and I would try to understand why I would eat a certain thing uh, relating to how I was feeling and um, you know it it relates the same way to alcohol of course and I need to work harder on that obviously but um, so yeah I I've dealt with this journey of of fighting the addiction and um and I think uh, I, it's been good because I can also understand what's going on with my clients because I feel like most people are addicted uh-huh. to food. And so once they realize that your goal, so a lot of people's goals are, are aesthetic. My, mine aren't necessarily aesthetic. They, I just, I just want to be healthy. But a lot of people come in and they want to look good for their vacation or something like that. And I tell them what's more important to you you know, eating that bag of chips are, are feeling great on your vacation. Your vacation was, was your goal to look a certain way and feel a certain way. So you have to weigh in every time you put something in your mouth, what was the goal for me? It's like, I, I want to win the, the, the national championship for the strong woman. Right. So when I put something in my mouth, I think, I think, okay, so is this going to help me win? Or is this gonna? Uh, is this gonna contribute to me being sluggish, to to my body being pre-diabetic? I'm, I'm just making myself, you know, worse, unhealthy. Um, is this wine gonna help me train tomorrow, or would it be better to drink a glass of water, eat my vegetables and my protein, and go to bed? So, when you weigh your options, then then you're making that conscious choice. You're not just blindly eating whatever is in front of you and, and out of emotion. So when you start to break it down for why you, why you want to eat something or what are your goals and how important it is, is to you, uh, you're preparing for your future 
to be successful as opposed to waiting till you're, you're 100 pounds overweight and then making a decision to do something about it. It's so, so much harder than, than just consciously saying, hmm, am I, can I allow myself this and not, not cause any damage? Or, or is this continual behavior of eating this going to cause me not to reach my goals? I know we have to wrap it up. I have like a couple more rapid fire questions for you uh, before we go. So what are your favorite pieces of strongman gear? Oh my God. I'm so boring. Cause this is the thing, hon. I, I don't have any strongman <laughs> gear. I... <laughs> like a grip shirt, okay, none of it. What about a belt? Okay, hon, this is the thing. So whenever I do the stones, I was getting the tape. I was getting like, um, like athletic tape and whatever tape I could find duct tape. And I was duct taping my, my forearms, um, so that my skin wouldn't fall off. And then the stones started ripping the skin off in between my boobs. So I was putting tape there and taping my shirt together I mean, it's been a wreck. I'm waiting for that sponsor to come around and provide me with some strongman uh, apparel. Um, but yes, I'm probably going to have to break down because those grip shirts look really cool. And then, yes, I'm looking forward to using tacky. I've never used that. I've heard that kind of helps with grab gripping the stone. So I probably should try that. And then, um, yeah, I got the normal like knee wraps and I got a million... Um, belts you know from my powerlifting and crossfit and stuff and i i literally have 10 belts and i carried around in my bag um so i've always been protecting my spine and my knees but but yeah i don't have any of that cool stuff yet i'm uh i need to do a a, a day on amazon and get all that stuff ready for my nationals but if anyone ever wants to just have me try out their products i would be happy to accept yeah. Well, how about your favorite strongman implement or your favorite event? Stones, yoke. Um, I love the, the log. I am log crazy right now. I just, I, I because I'm, I really like to jerk with the barbell and I've done a lot of practice with that. I really like, like uh, transferring my knowledge of the Olympic lift, the clean and jerk to the log. And that's been like really challenging and different. And I'm really enjoying that process. And um, the stones are badass. I love rolling a big old stone up my chest. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on, who does it? And then the yoke, I mean, that thing, form of torture from medieval times is insane. I am not great at it, but um, the challenge is accepted and um, I actually hate it, but I love it because it's challenging me. So there's so many, what, what else we got? Sandbags? Sandbags are brutal. I don't know if I love that. No. What else do we got? We, oh, the axle bar deadlifts. I kind of like that. I really, I love to deadlift, by the way. I love to deadlift, but but throwing in axle bar is just like, it's just making all my loves love even more because it's just that much harder. You are completely insane. <laughs> um, so tell me more about the log because I, it's my weakest lift, but you said you train clean and jerk to get better at overhead. That's your secret. Yeah. Um, to get better. Well, that's the thing. You got to clean the log first. So yeah, the clean is way different than the clean with the 
Olympic mm-hmm. bar. So I've had to just relearn and I, I really would like some more lessons from um, some experts on that. I've been kind of just winging it. I've gotten some, some feedback and I love changing the way it is from the barbell to the log just because it's new. But the overhead is basically the same. It's just my neck has to be further back. And um, I really, um, I love all the different overhead movements. So you can do the, the strict press, the push press, the push jerk, the split jerk. And um, I like bringing out all those tools to um, get the log overhead. And I think I think that's what um, is slightly missing in strongman. I, I don't know enough, uh, you know, I don't know enough about the sport yet, but um, what I see from a lot of videos is that, um, they're not using the same amount of technique that would be used in a barbell. And so I really think that um, uh, more training in the Olympic lifts and transferring it to the log um, is the key to success. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, my log will be one of my best um, um, events and one day I'll be able to get 200 over my head is my goal. So we'll oh, see. So cool. Yeah. I, I don't have any experience with Olympic lifting outside of CrossFit, but I'm getting inspired just hearing you like, oh, wow, I need to learn how to clean and jerk really well and learn how to snatch. And I bet that yes. would help me a lot with log. I, I think it does. I actually have been continuing with my Olympic lifting, even though I'm not competing in that, um, just twice a week so that I can create that same power and that pull and um, being able to transfer the, the power from my legs to my overhead. Um, I think it's uh it's definitely takes time. You got to break it down and you got to start slow. Um, and it's a relearning process um, and you got to take the ego down and you got to take the weight off and start light and just perfect it. And I'm telling you the rewards will be so sweet and it only takes about three months, but no one really wants to take the weight off and start over. So I'm hoping, you know, this is still new for me, so I don't want to talk like I know what I'm doing, but I kind of am just made up in my head that this is how it's going to go. <laughs> I believe you. I'm totally convinced. <laughs> I believe in you. So when are you competing next and how can folks find you or follow you or work with you? All that. Okay. Thank you for asking. Um, I am going to be competing at the national masters nationals in Las Vegas, September 12th through the 14th, I believe. Um, and that's what I'm training very hard for. And, um, you can find me on my Instagram at Rachel Ann, that's A-N-N-E, Carrillo, C-A-R-R-I-L-L-O. And that's my full name. Didn't want to leave part of it out. Um, and uh, I also uh, own CrossFit Divinity, so you can go to the website if you're interested in dropping by or doing a training session with me or doing a strongman class at our gym at um, CrossFitDivinity.com. Okay, I want to recap Rachel's fashion rules. The less clothes, the better. It has to stretch and show your obliques. Okay, I'm off to get some of those right now. Follow Rachel's journey to the Nationals this September in Vegas at at Rachel Ann Carrillo. 
Come train with her at CrossFit Divinity in Tor Town. If you know, you know, that's Torrance. And remember, you're the baddest bitch in the gym. Do you like what we're doing in the Valkyrie Garage? Help us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating, take a screenshot, and post it on the gram. Tag us at Valkyrie Garage so we can say hi. Stay strong!